He sensed them in the darkness, all around, moving quickly through the building, room by room as they searched. Every few minutes the silence was broken by loud crashing sounds as they broke into another area. The clatter of broken wood scattering across rotten floorboards and cracked concrete, or the terrible, grief-stricken and desperate cries of those who had been found, their hiding places uncovered. He could hear the thud of boots sometimes echoing through the corridors, or the creaking of the building's very structure as it protested against the abuse. Centuries old and given to spontaneous collapse, the tenement buildings of the outer zone had ceased to be safe long before any of their current residents had been born. But the crumbling ruins were the only real shelter for many of the inhabitants of the zone, the only place to hide from the danger of the streets or the often unforgiving weather. Most of the dangers lay outside of the crumbling walls, things that wandered the streets at night that were far from human. But the hunting squads from the city traveled deep into the darkness of the buildings, seeking those who would avoid capture. Finally, the noise that everyone dreaded could be heard in the distance. The rising hum and the sharp, crackling buzz as a stun rifle was fired. Jack sat in silence, listening, willing his nerves to calm and his heart rate to slow. The sounds were getting closer now, and he knew they were in a nearby corridor. Possibly just a few rooms away, he heard boots shuffling along the floor, and the crash of rubbish as it was kicked aside. The barrier that he had built outside provided no protection, was merely an inconvenience for the heavily armored troopers whose faces had never been seen, at least by anyone who remained to tell of them. Jack had never known where the raiding parties took the captured, for no one ever returned. There were always tales and rumors, of course, but no one that he had ever met had confirmed any of them. The corridors of the sprawling old building were littered with the junk and debris of decades, most of it useless and left there because there was nowhere else for it to go. But the trash also acted as a territorial marker, a sign of neighboring borders, of marked-out claims. Often it was piled up to waist height to act as a makeshift defensive barrier, and a way to slow intruders down or ward them away. Folks who lived in the area would know to stay away and recognize the barrier for what it was, but the hunters saw it as a sign of life, of someone to capture and drag away to their prison vehicles. The vehicles had no windows on the sides or the back, and Jack suspected it might be completely dark inside them. But that was something else that no one had confirmed. No one ever came back. His heart thumped harder in his chest, and he doubled his efforts to control his breathing, to remain silent. But a cold trickle of sweat heightened the twitching of already ragged nerves as it ran down his neck. Jack knew there was a chance, if only very small, that they could pass him by. The hunters might enter the room, their pinpoint searchlights flickering over the walls, passing over the cracked paint and the curled and mold-ridden wallpaper, skittering over the rubble and litter-covered ground and not stopping as they zipped past the broken wardrobe that was his hiding place. Even if they did look into the wardrobe, they could still miss him as he lay huddled in the bottom, covered by rags and old clothing. With this thought, he crouched lower and did his best to be a pile of discarded junk. It was possible. But maybe this is my time, he thought. They could pass you by like before, but they are smart, not stupid. 
and you know that they see more than you think they do, don't you? What if they did take you? He tried to ignore the thoughts. From his hiding place, he could only see a tiny slice of the derelict room beyond. Both doors of the wardrobe were still attached, even if they did hang at odd angles. And he had pulled them as closed as they would go. It only left a few inches in between the doors, so his vision was limited, but his hearing was sharp. And when the first hunter stepped into the room, Jack slowed his breathing to almost nothing. Instinct kicked in, and he lay there, perfectly still and silent, not knowing how long he could keep it up, but hoping that the search would be over quickly. Slow and shallow. Slow and shallow, he thought, repeating the mantra in his mind over and over. If he could just keep this up long enough, and if he made no noise, they would go away, wouldn't they?